Looking for work, better pay, better work environment? We can help. Call Kelly Jobs today at 502-425-7131 to speak with a recruiter today. Score a better job with us. Call 502-425-7131 or visit kellyjobs.com. That's kellyjobs.com. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. You're listening to Dan Issel and Louis Rabot on ESPN 680 and 1057. Now, here's Dan and Louie. All right, welcome back in. 11 o'clock hour here on Issel and Louie, taking you up until the V Show at noon. First replay after us. And a reminder that because it is Thursday, it is a Wing Zone Thursday. Thanks to Adam and his staff for dropping off lunch today. Wing Zone catering to our studios here at ESPN Louisville. Try that new flavor. Avery was telling me about this flavor in the break. It's called El Dorado. Spicy honey mustard, Dan. Mm. Sweet heat punch. How about that? Perfect for lunch, dinner, catering to your office, or maybe even a game watch party as we get into March Madness. Order online, wingzone.com. Tons of deals on the website, so go check that out. Three locations. Remember to stop by their new location on Dixie Highway in front of Holy Cross for all of our South End listeners. And then, of course, in Hikes Point and on popular level near St. X and the Watterson, we bring in Jay Davis. So, Jay, Texas loses, Providence loses, Maryland loses, Pitt loses, Alabama rallies, Kentucky loses. Um, We have a tendency when these kinds of seasons are happening to say it feels wide open. Do you think it's actually wide open? No. Um, (laughs) I agree with you. (laughs) You know, I think think at this point, you know, anybody who's, you know, paid – Paid, paid attention now sees there are, I believe there are four teams that kind of separated themselves from everybody else um, Houston although it's in quote unquote a lesser league has taken care of its business all year Alabama you know was proven to be <clears throat> excuse me you know one of the top two or three teams in the country Kansas has a realistic chance to go back to back I think and then UCLA who hmm. You know, obviously, since nobody really gets to see them play because they're, you know, they play out west, is you know one of the, is another team that's poised to get back to the final four. I don't put Purdue in in there. Um, they've had a great regular season. They earned a Big Ten title. Props to them for that. But I can't see them. You know, I can't. I don't even see them making it to the final four. They got a freshman, a freshman backcourt. Um, you know, there, there's going to come a point like second round. You know, at as early as the second round where they're playing like, you know, Kentucky or Arkansas or maybe North Carolina. And, you know, those teams have the size. I don't want to say they'll neutralize Zach Eady, but they'll, it'll be tough for them. Things will be difficult for them in a game like that. And, you know, I just I just can't see them doing much in the tournament this year. I think those four teams I mentioned are clearly the four best teams in the country. Kind of watch out for, uh, for Marquette, too, you know, just watching them. A little bit for the last few weeks, you know. That's a team that once the tournament starts, they like they Marquette likes to play really, really fast. Shaka Smart Scott got them kind of playing like he had VCU playing back in the day. I hate saying back in the day, 
It makes me sound old, but <laughs> that, that Marquette team, the way they play, reminds me of how Shaka's VCU teams played, and I think that's a team that can make a deep run, too. Jay, interesting, being a Michigan man, uh, you didn't mention any teams from the Big Ten other than you're not sold on Purdue. Uh, Northwestern, who I think was all the way up to number two in the Big Ten, I think now they lost at home to Penn State last night. Is this just a down year for the Big Ten? Yeah, you know, one of my buddies, Carlos, you know, we, in our group chat, he, you know, we were talking about that. He just said he said that might be a result of parity. I said, you know, it would be parity, I think, if Northwestern had even a handful of years like this where they were at the top of the league. You know, even that one year they made the tournament, I think, you know, I don't, they didn't get a double bye in the conference tournament. So the fact that Northwestern's able to be, you know, this close to the top of the lead, you know, get some upset wins, I think I think that kind of proves it's a down year in the Big Ten. You look at the standards right now, Michigan's second in the Big Ten at 11-7. and seven. I think they're going to drop their last two there on the road at Illinois and Indiana. They're second in, they're second in the league in line to be the two-seed in the conference tournament. And there might be like one or two, you know, bracketologists that ha- who have them in the tournament right now. Like Michigan right now, you know, is on the outside looking in at the tournament, and they're second in the Big Ten. Jay Davis with us in his usual spot from Cranes Detroit at Jay Davis underscore nineteen eighty one on Twitter. If you want to go find him there, um, I, kind of an under the radar story that's happening right now is that Antoine Davis has a serious shot at passing Pete Maravich <laughs> even tonight. Um, I think the remarkable thing, Dan, and and, and uh, I, I want to preface this by saying it comes up on this show because I bring it up, but one of the things we always talk about with Dan's scoring record at Kentucky being safe is that usually guys don't stay in college like Antoine Davis has. This is his fifth full year. Obviously, with, um, with COVID, he got an extra, like, 15 games in there. Yeah. It'll take him four and a half years to pass Pete Maravich's three seasons. <laughs> That's the amazing thing. And uh, Maravich didn't hit any threes. And there were no, no three-point line. Uh, he averaged <laughs> 43.8, 44.2, and 44.5 points in his three seasons at LSU. Uh, his freshman year, they were 3-23 and 23 as he played on the freshman team. Uh, his senior year, they were 22-10. and 10. I bring all of that up to remind people of how freaking good Pete Maravich was in college. Mm-hmm. But also, the Antoine Davis stuff, I, I don't want to dismiss it either because we don't get this very often anymore i should you know i guess uh, the most recent one was uh the guard at uh at greensboro um uh oh my gosh what was his name why is my computer doing this right now of course it is of course <laughs> don't break your hand like those 10 uk fans last night I, I, if i were a uk fan i would have broken my hand last night um <laughs> what what do you take uh from from antoine's great season or great career frankly i should say i mean it Individually, he's had a great career, but that team hasn't been good at all. Um, you know, being here and being a nerd, you know, a lot of times on the weekends, they'll be on at like 1 o'clock on ESPN Plus and Oakland University, which is the other Horizon yeah, League right. school here. You know, they're on right after that. So I put them on, you know, in the background on one of my TVs. And, you know, they, uh, you know, it's clear he has the greenest of green lights. Um, <laughs> you know, you look at his, like, he, over over the course of his career, you know, his five years, he probably averages like 38 minutes a game. So, you know, it, it's clear, you know, what's what's go, what's going on with him. Probably, I would say, after the you know first couple of years of his career, that you know they were kind of you know just pushing him for that because what other reason would you have to go see you or do? Which is kind of sad because that city has a rich tradition of basketball, um, you know, and a, and the school has a bit of a tradition too. But I mean, I don't. 
I don't want to call him a sideshow because it's hard to score that many points. But, you know, just looking at the success or lack thereof of the team, you know, it's, he's kind of he's kind of a sideshow act, you know. And I think, you know, if, if they – he'll probably break that record. I think they play – who's their next game? They play Youngstown State. Youngstown State's like, what, 22-9 and nine or something like that. And um, I'm looking at his pace now. He averages 23.5 points a game against them. So if he goes a little bit over that, you know, I think he sets the record tonight. But he's going to break the record, you know, this – what? Well, tonight's their first Horizon League tournament game, yes. Yeah, so, well, no, they so won their got, they won a Horizon League game a couple uh, tournament game a couple days ago to get yeah, to this right, game. Yeah, to get and, to get to the quarter. But this is, so this is pro- probably his last college game. Be his last. This will probably be his last game. So, yep. you know, he's. I mean, he's going to push for it. I mean, he doesn't have a reason not to. You know, the team's not going anywhere. So, you know, I watch some of that game to see if he does it. It'll be a cool moment. But you know, if you put it in proper context, you know, what does it really mean if it hasn't led to any success for the program? Yeah, I think that's a great point. I mean, you're right. We can't dismiss it. It's not his fault that he's played five years in college, and it's not his fault that Pete didn't have a three-point line. That's a that's a lot of points. That's 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 a great record. But uh, does is his father not the coach of the team? I believe, yeah, Mike yeah, Davis yeah, is Mike. the coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so uh, the two things that Pete and and this young man have in common is that their fathers coached them mm-hmm. in college. If my Good dad point. had coached me in college, I would have scored a lot more points too. <laughs> uh, but but <laughs> but let, we can't dismiss it. But let's not let, let's not let's not come close to putting this kid in Pete's. No, that's Pete's that's class. why I gave all the caveats to start for sure. The other guy I was trying to think of, by the way, was Chris Clemens, who played at Campbell um, and mm. scored thirty two hundred points. Uh, his his senior year was twenty eighteen twenty nineteen. That's what I was trying to think of. I'm sorry. Yeah, but, I think yeah. you know. I think this is one of those things. Where, you know, the school, like, you know, you put a banner that said Antoine Davis all the time leading NCAA score, but I wouldn't retire his jersey or anything like that. Interesting. Okay. Mm. Uh, texter asking, you're getting text now, Jay. How about that? 4379680. UPS Jobs text line. Does Jay Davis believe, I like that they put your full name here, Jay Davis believe <laughs> that any Division One player will average more than 30 points in a season, Glenn Robinson being the last player to do it about 30 years ago? I mean, it's possible, you know, it'll be at a place like U of D. You know, I don't think the, sure. you know, I don't, I don't think that would be at a high major. Big Dog was just like in a class by himself. <laughs> that was a grown man. Um, you know, I think he did that. He was what, awesome. Forty year, he got yeah. drafted. Yep. Yeah, but I mean, you know, it, it'll be tough. You know, particularly with guys falling in love with the three now. You know, that for somebody to average thirty a game in college, that, that I think. I think that's the only thing that would, you know, maybe stop somebody from doing that. But I think it would be at a low major program. I don't think it'd be at a high major. Yeah, and nobody, nobody, I don't care where they're playing, is going to average forty-four points a game uh, like no. Pete did. No. Yeah. It's your turn, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, Jay, I like to go to the NBA with you. I think that's I think that's in your wheelhouse. Well, everything's in your wheelhouse. Well, but, bailiwick, uh, huh? Yeah, yeah, right in your bailiwick. Uh, <laughs> Kevin Durant makes his Sunday debut last night. Um, they beat a Charlotte team without Lamelo Ball. Um, big deal, little deal, no deal. What do you think? Well, that's I mean, Charlotte's you know bottom feeder in the league, but they. Coming into that game, they had won five straight. Uh, you know, Phoenix last night, I think they held them more than 20 points below their season scoring average. Um, you could see clearly from the start of that game the difference he makes on both ends of the floor. Like, 
you know, he was protecting the rim, you know, switching off on, you know, perimeter players, guarding everybody. And, you know, obviously his shot was falling because he's Kevin Durant. It's, it's interesting, you know, you know, we talk a lot about the number of injuries he's suffered over the last handful of years, but whenever he comes back, you don't, you, it's not even like, you know, he was hurt. You know, he, he scores 23, you know, it's efficient. It's really efficient shooting. Um, you know, he was making smart plays with the ball. And I think, I think they, they look pretty good. They got to, this, I looked at their schedule. Their march is is pretty pretty light. I want to say, um, you know, it's it's one of those things where they, you know, they're fifth in the West. Fifth in the West, I think they're five games out of second, three games out of third behind Sacramento in their own division. But you know, I, I think this month it, it gives them a chance to make a push. They're they got a couple more road games. They're at Chicago Friday night, at Dallas Sunday at one o'clock, which is interesting. Um, but yeah, you know they, they're the one. The interesting game they have is uh, is at Golden State on March 13th, especially since Steph Curry is supposed to come back next week. But I think they can make you know they can make a push for one of those top three seeds in the West. And I think I think you you want to get two or three in the West just to kind of you know I guess avoid Denver until the West Finals. You know you know just to make your road a little easier. But yeah, I think I think Phoenix is going to be good. I think they're going to make a run, and you know I think. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they were in the finals. I make you the commissioner of the NBA for uh, the NBA draft this year. Do you freeze the envelope and pick where Vic goes? Is he that kind of player, or do you let it play out and maybe he ends up in a place like Orlando? Well, I think I read something, and I'm not sure if it's true, that said you know he might you know pull like an Eli Manning and say yep. no, I don't want to play here. But you know, I, I don't know. You know, I wouldn't do that. You know, if you look at, I mean, where would the league like? Orlando, I think, would be interesting. That would give them like this this really really great front court. You know, if, if he was there with Paolo Bacchero and Franz Franz Wagner. But I mean, what other market do you want him in? I guess Houston would work. You know, because you know they have the international following that they gained with Yaming and Hakeem Olajuwon. You know, that's been a place that's you know you know done pretty well with uh, quote unquote international big man. You know, Hakeem played college ball there, but I mean. Do you want him to go to San Antonio, Charlotte, Detroit, um, you know, Indiana? That's another team that, you know, that has a high Portland, pick. something like that. Yeah, right. Yeah, you know, I, I don't I don't really think that, you know, I don't really think that matters anymore. You know, you look at okay. Kevin Durant was in Oklahoma City for nine years. LeBron was in Cleveland for, you know, 11 years of his career. Um, you know, the Spurs were a dynasty for 20 years in, you know, San Antonio, which is a relatively small market. I, I don't think that I don't think that stuff matters anymore. Jay, you mentioned uh, KD and, and fitting in so well with the Suns. Uh, and, and then we look at Dallas, and I think uh, yeah. Kyrie Irving <laughs> and Doncic have played five games together, and they are one and four, the win being against San Antonio, who, who I don't know what's below bottom feeder, but that's what San Antonio <laughs> is. Do you see that working out in the month and a half that, uh, that they have left? I don't, you know, it's, it, it's, you know, it's almost like when LeBron went to Miami and, you know, cause Luca and Kyrie are kind of the same guy, you know, they, they both like to have the ball. They both like to do a lot of dribbling. And one of the things that LeBron and Dwayne Wade had to learn, you know, the first 20 games when LeBron went to Miami was, all right, how are we going to do this? But the thing about that is, is those two guys were like top tier defenders at, at their position and neither Luka nor Kyrie is that. They traded away their best perimeter defender in Dorian Finney-Smith. Um, 
you know, they traded their guard depth when they, you know, when they put Spencer Dinwiddie in that deal. They don't have any front court defense. You know, Christian Woods not a defender at all. Dwight Powell is not a plus defender. Um, I even, you know, I think the like right at, right after the Kyrie trade, Christian Wood was getting sat in the fourth quarters for JaVale McGee, which at this point, you know, shouldn't be happening. Um, so I, you know, that, that's not going to happen. I think right right now they're in the seventh seed. I they're, they're going to stay in that play in. And, you know, I'd be surprised if they missed – I wouldn't be surprised if Dallas missed the playoffs altogether, you know, especially since at the beginning of the season, Luka was the odds-on favorite to win the MVP. Jay Davis with us. Uh, what do you think ends up happening with uh, with your wife's favorite football team there and, uh, and Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> He's got 60 million reasons to come back <laughs> to the team. Yes, he does. Um, you know, we talked about this before. It's the off season. He's a guy like LeBron who wants his name to stay at the top of people's minds. And, you know, that's what all of this is. You know, there's there's no reason for them to trade him. You know, I don't know what kind of package they would get for him. You know, what what is a package for Aaron Rodgers even start at, you know, in terms of, well, you would have to – I don't know how they feel about Jordan Love, so you'd have to want to get a very, very high pick back so you could kind of, you know, position yourself to trade up for, for – to take one of the quarterbacks in the draft this year if you like him that much. But, you know, are you being that, you know, the reputation that the Packers have, they would – they probably want to get some players back too. I don't think they'd be wanting to fall off a cliff next year. So, you know, I, I don't think anything's going to happen with that. He'll be back. He's going to make his money. I think they'll be better than they were this year, and I think that'll be the end of that. Uh, Another quarterback of local interest that uh, his future's kind of up in the air, Lamar Jackson. What do you see happening in Baltimore with Lamar? I'm surprised. I don't don't know. You know, there's we talked about before too. You know, with the two ways to franchise a guy. You know, there's the exclusive tag and the non-exclusive tag. Um, If they if they give him the non-exclusive tag, that gives him you know the freedom to talk negotiate with other teams, and it's like ten million less dollars. So you know, just seeing how that part plays out would be interesting. I'm not sure if they're going to give him the long-term deal because they don't have to. That franchise tag was put in to protect protect the teams. You know, I think, and I'm not saying you know he's as good as Lamar, but if I remember correctly, I think the I think Washington um, franchise tagged Kirk Cousins twice before he went to Minnesota. Yep. So. You know, I just I think I think that's what they'll do, and you know, then they'll give themselves some more time to negotiate. And I, you know, like like you know, I think I've said before that, you know, it it hurts him not having an agent. You know, I know he wants his money. I think you know, based on the contracts, you know, guys like Kyler Murray and Deshaun Watson got, you know, he he does deserve more money than him. But that's not that's not the Ravens' fault. You know, that the Cardinals and Browns made those bad deals. You know, you. The, the Ravens don't have to do that just because two other teams made bad decisions. Uh, people asking on the text line, what is Jay Davis's Twitter account? At Jay Davis underscore 1981. Go find him there. You get text, Jay. I don't even know what to do with this. Uh, in his normal <laughs> spot here on Thursday from Creighton's Detroit. Hanging out with us. Appreciate it. Yeah, I think this is negotiating in public by the Ravens because he, he doesn't have an agent. He doesn't have an agent. And if he had oh, an agent, they wouldn't be talking trade bait and they wouldn't be talking those kinds of things if he had an agent. I, I, and yeah, I think you know, if, a decision would have been made by now as well. If he had, you know, the the agent's role, you know, is to, you know, at the you know over the course of last season, be like, yeah, you know, we've talked with some teams that are interested in there. You know, they're looking at, you know, paying him, you know, X amount of dollars. You know, the agent's role is to put that stuff out there, you know, whether it's true or not, you know, to to put more pressure on the on the team. And the Ravens don't really have any pressure. I mean, yeah, it would stink for them to lose him because they've done so much to you know build around him and he's you know he's done well with them you know that 
I, I just I just can't get over the fact that you know John Harbaugh was probably on the verge of getting fired until Lamar you know stepped in, and you know Lamar's winning percentage as a starter is probably like you know seventy 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 five eighty yep. percent you know so yep. I mean you, you look at that. And I and I know a big part of it with him is is availability. You know, I, I hear people say sometimes that availability is more important than ability in a lot of cases, and you know that makes a difference. But yeah, he's forty five and sixteen as a starter. You know, when he's when he's out there, they're you know they're a contender to get to the Super Bowl, and the team falls off a cliff when they're not. They were eight and four this year, and they finished ten and seven. You know, after he got hurt. Um, so. You know, I, I just I don't, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with this. You know, it, it does come down to the money, obviously. But you know, he's been he's been great for that franchise and you know, great for that city. So I, I hope they get something done. Jay, are you a combine guy? Are you one of these nerds that sits there and watches <laughs> these guys run forty yard dashes? I used to be, but now I don't have time for that. You know, I, it was it that was that was something <laughs> up until probably like ten years ago that I looked forward to every year. You know, now. You know, now I might watch a replay of the quarterbacks, but my, you know, the combine, I get it. You know, this is one of those things that, you know, a company does, you know, hey, we, you know, it's, it gives all these GMs an excuse to go hang out and drink for a week and, you know, look <laughs> at the players. But I mean, you know, if I, if I played, if I played quarterback in college, you know, college, you have to play, you know, at least two years if you register your freshman year, two, three years. That's, you know, if you're a really good player, that's like 40 games of film that they'll have on you, probably more than that, you know, depending on how good your team is. So, you know, you don't have, like, maybe maybe I would do the interview process, but I wouldn't be doing any of the drills. The NBA Combine this year is in Chicago. If I get you credentialed, will you go with me? Hell yeah. Okay. <laughs> Done. <laughs> I've got a follow-up question to the Combine. It came out yesterday that uh, that Carter, uh, the defensive yeah, – uh, yeah. yeah, for Joy, uh, I guess he has now left the Combine to go back and uh, and face up. Uh, how badly does that hurt his draft pros- uh, pro- uh, prospects, if at all? It just depends on what happens. You know, we talked – you know, with Brandon about Brandon Miller, you know, a lot of that stuff depends on, you know, what happens, what happens, you know, what what lawyers find out, you know, what you know, just what more what more information comes out. So I think it's too early to tell that. You know, the draft's not for two months. You know, there's there's time that, you know, time for him to fall. There's time for him to stay where he's at. He put out a statement on social media saying, you know, everything's fabricated and wrong. But you know, who knows if that's right or wrong? But I don't know. I think it's too early to say. Yeah, I think he pleads it down and he gets drafted in the top five. I think that's what ends up happening. Jay Davis with us. All right, Jay, we had a uh, culture item yesterday, our favorite beer ads, either from our childhood or recently. Uh, Lots of love for Spuds McKenzie and for the Bud Bowl. Uh, Where does Jay Davis fall on beer ads? I mean, it's super corny thinking back on it, but the what's up, guys, and what was that? (laughs) I think that was like 99. That was, you know, I was like 17 when that happened. You know, it was like... And I, it was just, it was just cool at the at that time. But looking back on it, it's pretty corny. <laughs> yeah. So, are you a light beer guy, Jay? On Saturdays, when I drink a lot of them, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, you know, part of our culture yesterday was that uh, the advertising agency, uh, which I didn't even know there was one, a regulation agency, uh, <laughs> made made uh, Coors Light and Miller Light stop calling Bud Light water. But, uh, um, I didn't know that. Yeah, but I, I'm I'm not so sure they weren't right. I think I think all <laughs> light beer tastes like water. 
Yeah, uh, my father-in-law doesn't drink light beer. You know, he's a you know obviously a Wisconsin guy, so he likes his he likes his Miller Genuine Draft and his highlight. There but, you go. You know, there you yeah, go. Yeah, I like I like that stuff too. But you know, like I said, if I'm if it's like particularly this this particular month, I'm going to be drinking lots of beer. Probably starting next weekend. You know, with the conference <laughs> tournament. So you know, I don't want to I don't want to pass out. I got you. Drinking, I got you. You know, two IPAs or you know, I'd like to be able to eat some chicken wings and you know not be too full from two beers. There you go. He's Jay Davis. As you've asked on the text line, at Jay Davis underscore 1981 on Twitter. Go follow him there. Um, not that he needs more followers because he has like five times as many as I do, uh, but go ahead and check him out there. Cranes Detroit as well. Uh, check out his stories up there. Uh, anything you're watching for uh, this weekend as we do get into those conference tournaments, Jay? Uh, you know, the weekend kind of there's a little bit of a damper been put on it since, you know, with Texas losing last night, you know, because that game was, I think that game Saturday with Kansas would have been for the Correct. Big 12 title. But, you know, yep. Saturday's, Saturday's a lot of fun. You know, you got Kansas, Texas, Duke, North Carolina, Arizona, UCLA, the 10 o'clock. Um, you know, you've got some conference tournaments underway. I think the Missouri Valley Championship game is Sunday, so that'll be the first bid. You know the first bid locked up. Um, you know, yeah, I'm just I'm just excited to get all this stuff going. I looked at the I looked at the schedule. There's actually a couple games starting on ESPN Plus in like an hour. So <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna find a way to have those on in the background too. Yeah, it's, it's March, man. It's, it's time to go. I'm ready to roll. There you go. All right, uh, we are. By the way, we have all that play by play. Illinois, Michigan tonight, seven o'clock on six eighty one oh five seven. Then Saturday, Jay mentioned it. UNC Duke at five forty five on this air, and then UCLA Arizona. 9.45 on Saturday. Just a bunch of great games. OVC Championship game, 74, uh, 7.45 on 93.9. And then we will have the Missouri Valley Championship here on 6.80 Sunday afternoon. Jay, we appreciate you, buddy. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Jay. <laughs> Dan. Dan's like, you don't need more than two beers to have a nice time. You can drink the heavy <laughs> beers. Did you like my picture yesterday? I loved it. Well, I loved it. I was out I see, running it. What, when, when I first when I first looked at it, yeah. I thought you were drinking water. Oh, <laughs> and then and then and then I, I I said I apologize. You're you're drinking real beer. That's right. I was drinking an, an American heavy. How about that? I was laughing though because uh, I was out running errands with the boys and uh, and I was like, you know what? My boys haven't been in enough stinky bars to have a burger. Like we need to have more stinky bar experiences. So I took my boys Abs- to absolutely. Yeah, makes that burger taste better. Do you know what's not stinky? Getting insurance from Delta Dental. DeltaDentalKY.com. They'll help you clean up your mouth with a nationwide network of dentists. Plans for you, your employees, or your family. Check them out at DeltaDentalKY.com. Hey, are you a dentist? They have a dentist tools app on the website. How about that? Go ahead and uh, click on that tab and expand your business. Get more clients in via DeltaDentalKY.com and all of our friends over at Delta Dental. We appreciate them very much for hanging out, sponsoring the second hour of the show on the other end. We'll get back into Kentucky because I think we got to kind of put a bow on that. Um, I want to ask Dan if he's watching any spring training because I'm excited about the Major League Baseball rule changes except for one, and I think we agree on it. Find out next here on ESPN 680, 105.7. Welcome back. To Dan Issel and Louis Rabot on ESPN 680 and 1057. Now, here's Dan and Louis. 
All right, welcome back in. Final segment here on a Thursday here on ESPN 680-1057. It's Lone Louie. We're taking you up until noon. You get the V Show after us, and then, of course, first replay 3 to 6 here. Local programming 7 to 6 every single day on ESPN 680-1057. However you're hanging out with us via the app or in your car, on your smart speaker, whatever you're doing today, we appreciate it. And thanks for making us part of your Thursday. You can text the show, 437-9680 on the UPS Jobs text line. Dan making some adjustments. Do you think he's going to the bathroom? Do you think it's a battery thing? Did he get yelled at by Sherry? Where do you think we are? I, like, there's a little <laughs> bit of movement in the background that I can hear, so I'm, I'm not exactly sure. I did not hear Sherry. Do you think they're watching the dog? Is it Bailey? Is that the name of the dog? Yeah, Bailey's the dog, <laughs> but I have not heard any pitter-patters. Him yelling at Bailey was one of the top five moments of this show. <laughs> I loved the squeaky toy and the bark. She had opinions, and I was here for it. Yeah, I, I thought Jay brought up something interesting in the last segment that I agree with, which is that while the chaos that's happening in the, the middle part of the NCAA tournament, say from seeds 5 through 10, 5 through 12, that kind of thing is interesting, and could make for some interesting early round matchups i mean i think we need to be very clear about how we feel about the ncaa tournament which is that we you know ben roberts mentioned you know i'll oh, just get in don't worry about it and you know something i disagreed with earlier dan was ben roberts saying you know just get in and, and don't worry about your seed this year it's wide open that's fine but you also don't want to find yourself in a spot where you have to play three top 20 teams to open the tournament like that's yeah. not in your best interest at all no no but uh, i I don't know, Louie. I disagree with you and Jay a little okay. bit. I don't, I don't know how you can be confident in anybody getting to the Final Four. I think, I think they all have holes. You know, I said that Kansas, when I saw them play last weekend, uh, they're not a great rebounding team. And they're a team uh, with Wilson and, uh, and Dick that they can go cold, too. And I don't know who Houston is beating. Uh, Alabama. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I, th- I think every team has a hole in it somewhere and, and can get beat by a, a six, seven, eight seed maybe. Texter suggesting why Dan was off the show for a few minutes. Text line 437-9680. I think Sherry found out about the girl at the airport and she's giving Dan a talking to. Uh, Texter, I think Avery got cut, tired of Dan calling her thumbs, so she arranged to have Dan's thumbs cut off. <laughs> now, I'm I'm here by myself, and an alarm started going off upstairs. So, Oh, okay. Got it. Right. I had to go take care of that. I, I can proudly say it was not me. Probably. <laughs> proudly. Oh, proudly. Okay, so you said probably not me as you sit in a studio four states away. But like, hey, who knows? Maybe these thumbs are catching people. <laughs> I don't know. All right, can we get this Cal sound? Speaking of thumbs, um, uh, let's go ahead and play. Uh, let's play Cal one um, because this is a, this is actually a message I haven't heard from him this season. Go ahead and play that one. The only thing I want to tell you is all I kept talking about, and I said it at halftime. I think they made this game bigger than it needed to be because we're in good shape right now. And I told him this game is us learning about ourselves. Don't worry about the result. But I think they that's you start missing free throws, you start missing open shots. You're like, we got to no, it ain't that time yet. And so we had played and chasing and playing and moving the ball and knowing how and we kind of got away from it in the first half. 
But I think we got back to it. But like I said, you you know, we had to play one way to finish the game to give ourselves a chance to win, and that was throw it to Oscar. Wow. Wow. I, you know, at some point, <laughs> it's I mean, March. that, sound, it's that March. sounds good. It's senior day. What are, Dan, what are we I know. Doing? In November, December, that's fine. But Jay said something, not Jay, Ben said something. He said that they got in a position where they were dribbling uh, instead of looking for their shots. Right. I mean, if you don't understand, at this point in the year, Louis, they played 30 games. I, and I can't. That's 30 games. And, 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 you're, and you have a veteran team. You don't have a bunch of one-and-done kids out there. You've, had, you've got guys that have been in college for five, six years, for crying out loud. I mean, it's – no, there has to be some urgency at some point. And, you know, to, to say they made the game bigger than – you know, they've got a chance. If they win, they win that game, they win Saturday – and they get to the finals of the SEC tournament, I think they've got a chance to be a 5C. That sounds right. Uh, so, yeah, it was a big it's game. It's a big game. It was a big game. Because that's a I don't really, understand. It's it. a bad loss. You have to go 20 spots below them in the net to find another team with three combined quad three and quad four losses. And it's Liberty. <laughs> I mean, the resume, on the back end of the resume, it's bad, man. It, it's bad. Uh, all right, texts are saying that sound is sick. If you haven't figured out uh, who you are and can't handle the pressure of playing Vandy, you're out in the first round. It's terrible. I, I'm with the texture on that one. And, it, and if Dan's right, what he was saying earlier this year, that this is just a soft team, maybe that's just another sound by backing that up. I don't know. That's that would really that's not that's not a good sound. Let's play number two here about uh, him thinking that they're fine going into the tournament here. Cal, given sort of how you guys have played, and you talked about people trying to talk you out of the tournament, and you played your way probably into the tournament, how important was it that you built up a little bit of cushion if you're, when you have an unforeseen well, the, thing that happened You know, like it's amazing. There were, I think there were 17 teams, somebody told me, in the top 25 that were unranked at some point. I mean, this thing is, look, we've done what we needed to do. We got one more game left. We got our tournament left. And now let's just finish it. And then let's go to the next. I mean, we're, we're fine. I mean, this team has done things and played ways, and we're shorthanded, and now we're really shorthanded and still... I mean, we're going to be fine. We're fine. And I said it before, we still can write our own story. We're on that path. I said it before when everybody was losing their minds. We'll write our own story. We don't have to deal with that. This one, you'd like to have won it, but we didn't. But we fought like heck. We learned some things. Uh, You're playing without any point guard. Now we got to say, okay, what if we have to do this again? What do we do? What works, what doesn't work? How do we get into offense without the guy having to bounce it three times? I mean, you you know, we'll, we'll have to look at it and see. I, you know what that sounds like to me, Louie? That sounds like a guy that doesn't have a whole lot of confidence in what's going on, and he's trying to talk himself into. When he said, we've got a game Saturday, we've got the SEC tournament, let's, let's get it finished. Did he mean let's finish on a high point, or did he mean let's just get it over with and get to the NCAA tournament? He's talked openly before with disdain about the SEC tournament. 
yeah. openly. So maybe yeah. he's doing it again. I don't know. I, I just, man, I, I hate to use the term loser talk, but, man, that's loser talk. It's March, Dan. The game's too oof. All right. Well, let's let's see him uh, pat the back of the fans after he swiped them on Saturday. Um, UK fans carrying them um, in the game tonight. This is Cal 4. Let me say this. The fans literally carried us today. The fans in that building carried us and got us back into the game and gave us a chance to win. Four losses at home this year, and, and it's one thing I agree with him on that. It ain't because of who's showing up to Rupp because they have been packing that place. Yep. There's 20,000-plus every night. And, and, and it ain't the fans. So, And they tried last night. Man, oh, man. All right, let's get the last one here. This is how he uh, – his appreciation of Jerry Stackhouse. <laughs> He's got them playing physical. He's got them playing in a way they have to play. Um, but he'll have to adjust again. They told me about the big guy, Robbins. I'm, I feel sick to my stomach when they said it because the kid's been through so much. But he'll have to adjust again, and he will. I mean, they've won some good games, and they've beaten some good teams. And then we're one of them. Well, I agree. I agree with the first part. They're going to have to adjust, and Stackhouse will adjust. That's what I agree. Yeah, with. yeah. Now he said he was sick. Did they? Uh, yeah, he's did done. They announce what happened yeah, to he's, Robbins. He's done for the season. Yeah. Was it an Achilles? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, that's what when he went down, and where and Sherry said she read his lips and 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 he said, said it, popped. it popped. Yep. And where he was holding it, I I was almost sure that it was an Achilles. I want, I'm, I'm going to double-check on ESPN.com here because I want to make sure that I'm not speaking out of turn on that, but I'm 99% sure that's what he said. So, um, I mean, Texter's saying the shtick has gotten stale. I, it, it, the, shtick is, the shtick is stale, easy for me to say, when you lose. It's, it's, swaggy Cal is fun when you're winning, right? That's one of, uh, you know, that's one of my favorite sounds from, from Mike Pratt was him saying swaggy Cal. Um, it's, it's fun <laughs> and funny. When he's glistening and drunk and talking about a, ba- a baseball team, when they're winning, but when they don't win, um, it's it's not as fun. And so, um, yeah, let me. Uh... <laughs> so I typed in um, on, on the search bar, V A N D, to find Vanderbilt amongst a list of teams, right? To be able to click on their stories and different stuff. And um, so I typed in V A N D. Instead, it took me to Idaho Vandals. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. So, all right, let me, uh, let me click on um, Liam Roberts. Is there a story about Liam on ESPN.com? There is not. Okay. Riveting radio. Yeah, I'm, I'm, well, then talk, dude, who speaks English and has a microphone. Um, college basketball at a crossroads, Texter says. Hall of Fame coaches aging out and NIL is reshaping the landscape. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Um, the, the, the old guard of college basketball is absolutely aging out. And you are, um, and you are seeing a, a very different makeup of all of the lineups that way. So um, let me see if I can get Liam Robbins update here. Liam Robbins injury. Well, going back, going yep. back to Cal, the uh, you know it, uh, it, it is. It, it, I don't know what he's trying to do there. I don't know if he's trying to protect the players because they can't play. I, but it, this isn't fine. They're not good, and and so I. I don't know who he's talking to here. You know, a texter the other day said something like, 
you know, if this is the new standard of Kentucky basketball, it's not something I want to be a fan of. And I and it, it's a nice reminder that the thing that's on the line this year is if they don't win a, an NCAA tournament game, they will be the first four-year stretch of the program where they don't do that. And that's how high the standard is for Kentucky basketball. And they're simply not at that level right now. Mm. And, and that, that is – it is a – Nights like last night are a, a, a cold slap in the groin reminder that they're not they're not very good right now. They're not they're not as good as they should be. You got the national play, it, the returning unanimous national player of the year, and you can't figure it out. It's it's not good, man. I mean, <laughs> Cal needs to listen to himself and make adjustments coming down on the text <laughs> line. It's not wrong. <laughs> oh man! All right, Dan, uh, are you watching any spring training? Uh, I am. I watch the Cubbies. Do you like the the new rule stuff? Uh, I guess so. I I don't. Um, you know, I'm I'm old school. I don't have a I don't have a problem with baseball. I mean, I I love going to baseball games, and I, I leave my phone in the car, and I just I, I enjoy being away from everything and sitting out there and just watching baseball. So I don't have a problem with games um, lasting three and a half. Four hours, but I get, I, but I get it. You know, you're not gonna, you're, you're not going to appeal to the younger generation if if the games are this slow. So uh, the thing that was interesting, I heard an interview with uh, Tim Kirchin yesterday. Yeah, and he said, of all the players that he has talked to, nobody has complained about the the pitch cap clock, and nobody. Um, and he said, in fact, some of the veteran players, uh, especially veteran pitchers, love it. So I, I guess if that's if that's the goal, you know, to make baseball games two and a half hours long, then, yeah, I guess it's working just fine. I just, you know, whatever they do in the International League down with the bats is what they should do in Major League Baseball. I, I, I will be very clear. I do not know the rules um, with the bats. I think they're very similar to what they're doing um, in Major League Baseball, but the, I mean, I've told the story a hundred times on the show. When I can take my four kids to Kids Run the Bases Day, fifteen runs during the game, and we're in and out of the building in three hours. That's perfect. Yep, that's perfect. Yep. And that's and frankly, if you want people to go or watch, you're going to have to do that. I mean, it's just it's just absolutely reality. No one is sitting around for four hour game, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you who knows that is college football, and that's why they're changing those rules as well. Yeah, well, they needed that. I've said before, stopping the clock, stopping the game clock on a first down is, I don't know who came up with that idea, but. A hundred years ago, you needed to let the guys with the chains move, you know, that thing. I mean, that's one of those things they got to get rid of. The chain gang is a ridiculous thing in football. So you said you said there was one rule change that you didn't like the shift. Oh, okay. You should be able to shift. How about you don't hit the ball into the shift jerk? I mean, like, what are we doing? How about you hit the ball the other way? You get paid tens of millions of dollars. Do that. I, what lazy! It's such a lazy thing to, to restrict where defenders can stand on a field. It would be Dude, like, it, you know, was it was it uh, NBA that you weren't allowed to play the zone for a long time? Yeah, stupid. Shoot over yeah. the zone. Stupid. Yeah. Anyways, um, what what about the size of the bases? You know, uh, oh yeah, base yeah. base stealing attempts are up forty percent so awesome. far, and Good. this is. You know they they've only been playing spring training games for about a week, so this is a small sample size. But uh, do you see that trend continuing? I hope so. There are only two exciting plays in, in baseball: extra base hits and steals. That's it. 
And, and home runs are not interesting. They're just not. So doubles, triples are interesting. Stolen bases are interesting. I guess plays at the plate are interesting. Um, but yeah, stolen bases is it, you can't. I I I would love a hundred attempts at a game. A hundred. <laughs> well, I don't think it'll be quite that many. But, <laughs> but I'm I'm also like I'm kind of a mix on these things because I like the pitch clock, but I don't like, for example, starting with a guy on second base in in no in that's extra the innings. one. Well, yeah, that's the one. And here's that, the problem I mean, with it. That's little league. Well, in, in baseball, it's all about numbers. And you're just giving a guy a runner in scoring position? I mean, that that actually bothers me pretty significantly. I think those yeah, kinds of that's, things. Yeah, that's the one rule that I would do away with. Yeah, that one's not good. Do you like getting rid of the shift? Um, I'm, I'm like you uh, because they had three or four years. I'm, I'm like you. I'd like to see batters adjust. And put a bunt down the third yeah, baseline, sure. right. or, or take or hit the ball the other way. But you know they they've been they've been doing the shift now for three, four, five years, and people just continue, as you said, to try and hit the ball into the shift. So uh, you know if you're gonna, I, I guess the shift is okay, uh, taking the shift away. But I'm I'm like you, I'd I'd rather that that the players make adjustments. I mean, if I was a left-handed batter. And they've got three guys playing between first and second. I, you know, I'd, I'd bunt the ball. I'd, I'd do everything I could to to take it away, make them adjust to me, not me having adjusting to, to make the adjustment to them. All right. Well, uh, I'm going to do some shameless self-promotion now, Dan. Do you mind? No, go right ahead. All right. Podcast tonight, uh, Horse Racing Happy Hour. We're covering Big Cap Day out at Santa, uh, Santa Anita tonight. Tomorrow on this show, we will have Marty McGee at 1030 to talk Gulfstream Park, and then we will have Caitlin Free. Daily Racing Forum. Daily Racing Forum. Um, DRF McGee on Twitter. Go find him there. Um, he, I, we tried to make it work tonight. He couldn't do it, so he, I said, hey, you got to talk to Issel. Then he said, no problem at all. And then um, 1130 tomorrow, we will have Caitlin Free from Turfway Park, so we'll cover all three major um, derby stops this weekend. Um, so there you go. Yeah. Now, I think, um, <laughs> let's see, there's the Gotham in Aqueduct. The um, the Holy Bull, <laughs> no, not the Holy Bull. What's, uh, what's Fountain it? of Youth down at Gulfstream? Fountain of Youth. Yep. Uh, you've got the one in California. There's another one, aren't there? Four? I guess there are four. Yeah, the one at uh, Turfway, the Battaglia. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so uh, John Lindo is joining us tonight from um, Los Angeles. What's it called? The Los Angeles Thoroughbred Report. It's a weekly uh, radio show out there. So excited to have him on. So. And and Gondolfo's doing it with you? Yeah, yeah. If I if I turn up his mic, yeah. <laughs> show him you know something about horse racing at least yeah well you know he shows up uh 15 minutes before the show and i book all the guests and put all the show sheets together and you know no big deal whatever but yeah yeah i don't know anything so there you go that's how that goes mm-hmm. we didn't have show sheets when you were on vacation it was <laughs> oh shocking oh gee yeah, no, mike mailed it in it's stunning it was tough stunning it was tough yeah stunning. Yep. hey mike did you see this no uh, I bet that was riveting radio for five days. <laughs> Gandolfo. Yeah, well, after last night's loss to Vandy. <laughs> oh, he was I, so happy. He I, was I, so happy. Oh, Why? Because he wants Cal gone. Oh, he and Entz were so happy last night. Oh, man. They were hey, living the dream. Let, let me tell you something. They could go, Kentucky could go 4-26 and 26, <laughs> like the team across the street, and Cal still ain't going anywhere. That's right, so that's right. don't, don't think that that's going to get him. 
that that's going to get him out of here. No way. Any thoughts on uh, Entz getting Wally pipped by uh, by Gandolfo on the post game show? Uh, well, you know that <laughs> it happens. I mean, you. <laughs> You know what's crazy about that show? Ed's is the only one who actually went to UK. <laughs> <laughs> poor guy. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, well, oh, man. I hear the music. Uh, say your prayers for Bobby yeah. D. Get back, Bobby. Uh, I'm, sure I'm sure that'll work out uh, just fine. Uh, we'll be uh, back tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock uh, to talk all things sports. And uh, Marty McGee and Caitlin Free. So uh, join us then. We'll be here. We hope you are too. Have a great day, everybody. College is a program that helps students pay for tuition, and I didn't believe it. You have to work third shift, five days a week. It's a great and rewarding thing when you graduate. I would do it all over again, just like I just did. You know those buddies who magically become medical professionals when you're not at the top of your game? The ones who say, come on, muscle through it, but then also say, hey, you should probably see my specialist. Or surgery or pain meds. It's almost always false, false, and false. Athletico's physical therapists, the same therapists who work with professional athletes, can tackle those little aches and pains from the start, before they become big ones. So next time, don't believe everything you hear. Instead, start with Athletico. Schedule your free assessment at athletico.com.